0: Good evening, this is Patrick Donahue. As always, we appreciate you listening to Bible Crossfire at this time. Did you catch what my announcer just said? Second John verse 9 says that if we don't abide in the doctrine or the teaching of Christ, we don't have God. Do you see how serious this is? That we understand the truth? Because if we don't abide in the teaching of Christ, if we go outside of it, we don't have God. We can't be saved. So we must... Abide in the doctrine of Christ. Two plus two cannot equal four and five at the same time. In mathematics and two preachers teaching different things or two churches teaching different things, both can't be right in religion. We have to abide in the teaching of Christ to have God to be saved. As the announcer said, if you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. Phil from Grand... Rapids, go ahead with the Bible question or comment, please. Hi, Patrick. I
1: have heard you say a number of times that females should never lead the church service. We uh, we occasionally have female guest speakers. My question is, would that type of sin be an issue of heaven or hell for for either the speaker or those who choose to be in attendance?
0: Well. Did you hear me just talking about Second John verse nine? Because uh, the, my announcer quotes it every time at the beginning of the program. Did you hear that me talking about that? Yes. Let me ask you, Phil. In Second John verse nine, here's what we read: Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. So would Having a woman preacher preach from the pulpit in violation of First Corinthians fourteen thirty four and thirty five, Phil, would that be abiding in the doctrine of Christ or not abiding in the doctrine of Christ?
1: That's what I'm calling to find
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> let, I'm, let me let me get to the answer in a minute. But just for the sake of other callers, because I know based upon the way you asked the question, you've heard me quote this verse. But just in case there's a new listener, let me quote First Corinthians fourteen thirty five thirty four and thirty five. Let me read that. 1 Corinthians 14, 34 and 35 says, Let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for women to speak in the church. Now, three times in those two verses, God, after all, he's the author of the Bible, God makes it clear that women should not be preaching from the pulpit. It says, first of all, let your women keep silence in the churches. We're not talking about at Burger King. It's okay for them to talk at Burger King. But when the whole church is all come together into one place, that's the setting here, according to verse 23. It says the woman is to keep silence. The second time, the second phrase in verse 34 is, it's not permitted them to speak. And the third phrase is at the end of verse 35. It says it's a shame for women to speak in the church. And so when a woman preaches from the pulpit in the church service, she is violating all three of those commandments. Three commandments in two verses not to do that. Now, that's the teaching of Christ. And so 2 John verse 9 says, if a person does not abide in the teaching of Christ, he does not have God. Now, Phil, can you at least agree to this much? If a person does not have God, can they be saved? No. Okay, And so this says if we don't abide in the teaching of Christ, second John verse 9, we don't have God, we can't be saved. And since the teaching of Christ says that a woman is not to speak in the church, that means those women who are participating by speaking publicly in the church, when the whole church has all come together in one place, they're not abiding in the teaching of Christ. They're violating First Corinthians 14:34 and 35. they're also violating First Timothy 2:11 and 12. And so they're not abiding in the teaching of Christ. This says they don't have God. They can't be saved. Does that answer your question, Phil?
1: So for those who choose to be in attendance, would that be a heaven or hell issue for them?
0: Let's look at the next two verses, Phil, in Second John. So verse 9, which we've just read, is talking about where it says, if you don't abide in the teaching of Christ, you don't have God. That's talking about me, supposing I'm either not or am abiding in the teaching of Christ. But verses 10 and 11, the next two verses, then is talking about suppose somebody else is not abiding in the teaching of Christ, what about me? It says, If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God's speed, for he that bideth him God's speed is partaker of his evil deeds. This is kind of like what we call in, when we're talking about crime, just man's laws. We could say somebody's an accomplice to the crime if they help or encourage a criminal in their crime. And so it's the same way with sin. If we help somebody sin or encourage them in their sin, even if we don't directly commit the sin ourselves, then we become a partaker in their evil deeds. Let me give you an illustration, Phil. Being a debater, I like to use extremes so people can understand the point. There are such such things as gay churches. You you know that, don't you Phil? Gay churches? Yes. We have one here in Huntsville. And that's a church that says they believe in the Bible, says they believe in Jesus, but they say the Bible teaches that being hom- homosexual is fine and dandy. It doesn't condemn it. And because of that, most of their membership, if not all of it, is gay. They're called that we I call them a gay church, okay? There's a num they're becoming, they're increasing, multi many times over in the last couple of decades. But anyway, suppose, Phil, you were thinking about where you wanted to go to church regularly. I'm not talking about just a visit there, perhaps to get a Bible study with somebody or some other reason. But you want to go there regularly, and you're going to help that church. You're going to be a member there, contribute to the treasury, participate in the things that they do, help them in the activities that they're trying to do. And the closest church to you is a gay church, are you going to go to that church, Phil, because it's maybe only two, three, or five minutes away, or are you going to drive a little bit further to try to find a congregation that's faithfully following his word, Phil?
1: I would drive further.
0: Yeah, and I would too. Both of us, that, that sin, is not. it's not only a sin to us, Phil, it's gross, isn't it? That sin. Right. We're not even tempted by that sin, but and we're not going to worship with a church like that. Phil, tell me if you agree. Because if we worship with a church, a gay church, even if we're straight, we don't have plans to commit that sin. If we worship with a church like that, we're in effect telling them that their lifestyle is okay, and by therefore by encouraging in their sin, encouraging them in their sin, that's bidding them Godspeed in that sin. We become a partaker in their evil deeds. Do you see that, Phil?
1: I do see that. I, I don't necessarily agree that it would be a heaven or hell issue for for the for the person attending, but but it w- says, which could be me.
0: Yeah, it says that, that we become a partaker in their evil deeds. And so the same thing would work with women preachers, Phil. For the same reason you wouldn't become a member at a gay church, I wouldn't become a member at a congregation that allow women to preach from the pulpit. It would be impossible for me to commit that sin. I'm not a woman. But by worshiping there as a member and joining them and encouraging them in what they do, I would become a partaker in their evil deeds. Now, if I were to object to it and say, Look, allowing these women to preach from the pulpit, that's not right. We've got to change. And perhaps you could get a church to change. If you objected to it and you were trying to get them to change, as long as you didn't participate in it, which you couldn't since you're a man, then I don't think you're in sin. But if you go along with it, then you become a partaker in their evil deeds. You follow me, Phil? Yes, we do. You, you know, the Bible is right when it says, If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. John 8, 31, Jesus speaking. Then he goes on to verse 32 to say, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Talking about being made free from sin. And so, according to Jesus in John 8, 31 and 32... We have to continue in His Word in order to be a true disciple. And the only way that we can be set free from sin is if we abide in the truth. John eight thirty one and 32. Only the truth sets us free from sin. False doctrine does not set us free from sin. And so if we are part of a congregation that allows homosexuals to be considered faithful members or allows women to preach from the pulpit... And we go along with that, then we're not continuing in Jesus's word, and the truth won't set us free from sin. Do you want to? Do you have a question about that, Phil? Uh, no, that's all I have. Well, Phil, do you have another question? You're 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 always so nice to talk to. I appreciate it. Got some good questions.
1: Well, I really appreciate that too, and I I really appreciate your time. Uh, but no, I think that's all I had tonight.
0: Thanks for calling, Phil. Thank you. That other passage that I mentioned, that also would condemn women preaching from the pulpit, and even more than that, is 1 Timothy two, eleven and twelve. I just re- referenced it while ago. Let me read it right now. It says, "Let the woman learn in silence with all subjection, but I suffer not." Well, that that's an old King James way of saying I allow not. I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. So the woman is not to teach over the man. so another reason that it's wrong for a woman to preach from the pulpit, I'm talking when I say from the pulpit, I mean in the church service, when all the churches come together in one place, another reason, besides the fact that she would be violating First Corinthians 14, 34 and 35, she's not to speak in the church, is if there are men in the audience, because she would be teaching over them, she's leading the study. She would be violating 1 Timothy two eleven and 12. It says she's not to teach over the man. So a woman preaching from the pulpit is actually violating both of those passages. If you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. The number to call is 877-655-6755 if you have a Bible question or comment. While we're waiting on our next call, I thought I'd try to talk about a, one, of, one of my favorite passages, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 10 and 11. Here's how that reads. It says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. So notice the beginning of that passage says that all of us are going to stand before God to be judged. It says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Well, that matches up with with a passage like Revelation 20, verses 11 through 15, that everybody, saint and sinner, will be judged by God on that last day. It says, and I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face... The earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast as the lake of fire. And so this teaches the same thing in 2 Corinthians 5. We're all going to appear, saint and sinner, before the judgment seat of Christ and be judged. Matthew 25, 31 and 32 says, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. So all three of these passages are saying we're all going to appear on the judgment day and be judged by God. All three of those passages teach that same thing. Kyle from San Antonio, go ahead with your question or comment, please.
2: I actually have several, but uh, my first one was your comments um, where women aren't supposed to pastor a church or, or speak in congregations and... So, what's your take on Joyce Myers or some of the female um, Christians that we hear on the radios? Are like a um, the large church in Houston, Joel Osteen, where his wife gets up and ministers?
0: Well, the Bible said, and I'm just putting it short. First Corinthians 14:34 and 35 is a shame for women to speak in the church. It commands them to keep silence in the church. So Joel Osteen's wife, if she's preaching in the church, and I think she is, and Joyce Myers, I believe she preaches in the church, she's violating those passages. Let me let me give you a, a, some, a sort of an illustration, Kyle, from the Old Testament. Do you remember the story of Uzzah touching the ark of the covenant in First Chronicles chapter thirteen, verses seven through ten?
2: Okay. Who? Who? Uh, my phone broke
0: up. Well, his name is Uzzah
2: they touched the Ark, and they disappeared, yeah. or they died, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. What happened was, is God had said this Ark of the Covenant, which is like a box that they were to carry around, and in it they carried like the tablets that the Ten Commandments were written on. They were never to touch this Ark with human hand, and the way they were supposed to carry it is there were four rings on the Ark, and they could put long poles through those rings, and then that would the ends of the poles would provide handles for them to carry the Ark without touching the Ark. But in First Chronicles 13, verse 7, it says, They carried the ark of God in a new cart out of the house of Abinadab, and Uzzah and Ahio drave the cart. Skipping down to verse 9 to save time, it says, And when they came into the threshing floor of Chidon Uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. So here we have the ark. The oxen stumbled. The ark is about to fall, as I like to say. It's going to bust to smithereens. And so Uzzah sees them, sees the ark about to fall, so he reaches his hand up there, and he touches the ark just long enough to steady it to keep it from falling. Kyle, do you think that he did something good or bad? He disobeyed God. He did something bad. That's right. You know, he probably had a good motivation. He's trying to keep the ark from falling and breaking, but he did something that God said not to do. And you're right, Kyle. Verse 10 says, The anger of the Lord was kindled against us, and he smote him because he put his hand to the ark, and there he died before God. Now, why did I bring this up? We're not under the Old Testament law. There's no such thing as the Ark of the Covenant anymore. We don't have to worry about touching it. But here's the point I want to make. Here's what we can learn from that. If God says not to do something, don't do it unless... You, even if you think you're helping God. People like Joyce Myers, perhaps she thinks she's helping God by preaching the gospel like she is. But God said women are not to speak in the church. They're not to teach over the man. That's 1 Corinthians 14, 34 and 35 and 1 Timothy 2, 11 and 12. So even though she may be trying to help God, she still should not do it because God said not to. We can learn that lesson from Uzzah. He thought he was trying to help God by keeping the ark from falling, but he did something God said not to do, and God was very displeased. See my point, Kyle?
2: I do. Uh, This takes me into my uh, my next question, would be, I was listening to this station uh, an hour ago, and there was a female preaching the gospel on this station. Now, and my second part of that is my grandfather was a Southern Baptist minister, and I learned a lot from both my great-grandmother and my grandmother about the Bible. Now, they weren't teaching me in the church. They were teaching me outside of the church.
0: Yeah, and that's perfectly... That's perfectly fine. First Timothy two eleven twelve 12 says the woman is not to teach over the man but to say, but women are allowed like to teach at home or in what okay. we call the Sunday school classes as long as they're teaching other women and children, which I think is what you're talking about. That's yeah, not only is. fine, that's something they're supposed to do. Okay. Titus chapter okay. 2. I'm turning to Titus chapter 2. Then I'm going to have to let you go and take another call. But in Titus 2.3, it says, The aged women likewise that their behaviors becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good t- things, that they may teach the young women to be sober. So the aged women are required and commanded to teach the young women in Titus 2.3-4. That's a good thing. But not in the church, when the whole church has come together in one place. Okay, Kyle? Okay. Hey, Kyle, thank you for your call. I tell you what, we can talk about this a lot more off the air. Send me an email at BibleCrossFire at email.com, okay?
2: Say that BibleCrossFire at what?
0: Email.com.
2: Gotcha. Okay, thank you.
0: Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> Matt from New York, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please.
1: Oh, hey, I'm Matt. My question is... This. 't yeah I, I totally agree with you about women being in the pulpit. but I, my question was is it okay that a woman teach if she has an understanding of the scriptures to the to the people while at church not being in the, not being in the congregation but like you know like you just said a few minutes ago Sunday school or doing Bible study if she has an understanding of a passage more so than the men of the of the church has and she gives her understanding if the lower her to
0: is that okay? okay. I know you did well, a few minutes okay. ago with the, But we're, we're, the, we're talking I, it about. I
1: question, but you
0: already answered it. Oh, Matt, we're talking about in the Sunday school classes, the Bible classes, when, when the church is not all together in one place, but we're in what we call the Sunday school classes, right?
1: Yes, sir. Well, yeah, not, okay. well, not Definitely not across the
0: pulpit. I definitely agree with you on that. Okay. But it's so, like,
1: like, like Ruth and Deborah as being prophetess, well,
0: they, 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 oh, they, well, they delivered the word of the Lord. Okay, Matt, in 1 Timothy 2, 11 and 12, the woman is not to teach over the man. So as long as she, she's in these Bible classes, as long as she's not yes. leading the study, you know, the one standing up front that leads the study, if she were to do that, she would okay. be teaching over the man. But if she's just in her seat and she decides to make a comment, I don't. the Bible yes. wouldn't forbid her from doing that. So she's okay. allowed
1: to answer as the Lord gives her the answer. Okay. If a question, well, from the lead, if the question is being asked from the leader of the, of the, of the class, and she yes. knows the answer
0: to, yes. what, what, to what's being taught about, she's allowed to answer. Yeah, but as long as she's not in the in the church assembly, if she's just in the Bible classes, that would be parallel to Matt, to my wife and I talking about the Bible at home, or me me leading a class of my family at home, which I did many times when my kids were young. And I might be leading the study, and my wife might make a comment or answer a question. That would be fine, so that would be parallel to that. Okay. So it's okay. Yes, Thank sir. you, Matt. Okay, okay. Thank you so much. Have, have a good day, sir. Have a good day to you. Sure. William from Colorado Springs, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Say hey, how you doing, Patrick? Your, your first
2: caller didn't really specify if the woman was a speaker or a preacher, and that's, you know basically two different things and also the women of the time period were not allowed to be educated they were not allowed to know anything so in that time period it would make sense Mm -hmm. not to let the women speak but today I I see, see that as being a little different because the women are educated they do know what they're talking about.
0: And I'd just like to hear your rebuttal on that. Okay. What you're doing, with all due respect, William, is you're using sure. human reasoning to try to reason around what the text said. There may have been some educated women then. May have been. We can't really say for sure. The, what we have to go by is the Bible. And in First Corinthians 14, 34 and 35... The passage I read, it says, Let your women keep silence in the church. He didn't say "Don't they're not to speak because they're not educated. He said women, period, are to keep silence. It's not permitted unto them to speak. It's a shame for women to speak in the church. And then in verse 37... He says, if any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that are writing to you are the commandments of the Lord. So this is not just a cultural thing, William. It's, it's a commandment of the Lord. And one last thing I'd like to point out, William, and then I'll let, you, sure. uh, I'll let you say something. When Paul is saying in 1 Timothy 2, 11 and 12, where I quoted a while ago that a woman is not to teach nor usurp authority over the man... He doesn't say the reason is because they're not as smart as the man or they're less educated than the man. He says in verse 13, the reason. For Adam was first formed, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. So the reason Paul gives in 1 Timothy 2, why women can't be preachers as we typically use that term, was not because of their lack of education or anything cultural, but it goes back to the very beginning. Adam was first formed, and Eve was the one that was deceived by the serpent. Do you see my point from 1 Timothy 2, 13 and 14, William? Yes, I understand that. But
2: uh, I know what the Bible says about it. I do believe that the woman should not preach over the man, but I do believe that the woman does have some
0: you know, viable input okay and so we were talking about in the sunday school classes when the whole church is not all together in one place if the there's a man leading the class that would be proper if he were to ask a question it would be permissible for her to answer that question just like if i ask my wife a question at home and or we're in conversation i learn things scriptural things from my wife all the time you see what i'm saying william
2: yeah, I do. You know, the more but I listen you, to you, the more you, know, the more you make sense. Um,
0: I see hey, you running William, out
2: of time, so yeah. I'm going to let you go.
0: William, right, can you, you. S- send me an email, William, at BibleCrossFire dot com, so we can talk about this some more, okay? I'll do that. Thank you. Everybody, all of the listening audience, if you want to talk to me about the Bible further during the week, send me an email, biblecrossfire at email.com. Or if you want a free Bible correspondence course sent to you through the mail, totally free of charge, through the mail, send me an email to request it, biblecrossfire at email.com. Thank you so much for listening.